Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there. And I want to give a big shout out to my international audience from Ireland, Greece, Germany, Nigeria, Finland, Japan, Uganda, the Netherlands, Spain, the Philippines, France, China, Australia, United Kingdom, Russia, and Guadalupe. I want to thank all of you for your support and for tuning into the Transformation for Success show each week. I am delighted to have you listen in. Tell all of your friends. And just as a reminder, I'm live on the Empowerment Channel Tuesdays at noon and live on the the Women's Channel on Fridays at noon. Both shows are available for downloading shortly after the last show. And they can Uh, They're available on my website and on iTunes, Transformation for Success. Again, I want you to share with your friends and colleagues. Well, I invite you today to join in my discussion about women trailblazers who've made remarkable progress in their transformational journeys. So in the studio today... We have one such person, Miss Consuela Mackey, who has a compelling transformational story of how she successfully navigated her life to become the success she is today. She founded Operation Confidence in 1980 that quickly grew to include job preparation, workshops, career fairs, employment opportunities, community outreach, and diversity training for individuals with physical disabilities. She was also on season two of Extreme Makeover Home Edition, where she was given a beautiful home for her work with beautiful with people with disabilities. Consuela has received many honors and accolades, too numerous for me to name, for her work with veterans living in wheelchairs on the streets and who are homeless. So today, Consuela is going to share how her life was transformed when she had an accident that occurred to her in her 20s that changed her perspective on everyday difficulties that people with disabilities are faced with. So if you're listening live, you have questions of Consuela or myself, you can call in the show. The call-in number is one 888 Three four six nine one four nine one five one. I'll say that again. It's one eight 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 three four six nine one five one. And she would be delighted to take your questions. So I want to share just a little bit more about Consuela because I met her and had known about her for some years, but I recently was reacquainted with her at a birthday party of a mutual friend, but I had never really heard her story until that evening. And thanks to my friend, and I'm going to give a shout out to Cleo Jackson for having a party such as she gave, where she allowed her guests to share their stories. So hence, I was able to hear Consuela's story for the first time. Consuela was raised by middle-class parents in a very strict upbringing, and she attended Catholic schools, and she was expected to be a doctor or a lawyer. However, after becoming a teenage mother in high school, she decided after graduation, she wanted to make a difference in her life and not be another failed teen mom statistic. She went to beauty school, received her license, and learned the business so fast that she opened her first salon at 20, and by 23, had opened two additional salons in three major areas in the city. So let me introduce my fabulous guest today, Miss Consuela Mackey. Hi there, Consuela. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Barbara. Thank you so much for having me on your outstanding show. What a pleasure. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and to share your incredible journey because, you know, it was so wonderful to hear you share it and to be so transparent about it. <clears throat> so I've got some interesting questions to ask you today sure. about your journey, and I'm sure the listeners are going to really benefit from hearing your story. Now, mm-hmm. one of the questions I had um, in, in knowing about your your background with your parents, uh, your mom had a beauty salon and your father was, what, in construction? Was that it? Right. Okay. Dad was in okay. construction. Uh-huh. And, um, 
but you shared that you had a very strict upbringing. In what ways were your parents strict? And was well, this a reason why in, you rebelled as a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, they were uh, just loving, loving parents, but at the uh-huh. same time, they had very high expectations. Mom and Dad wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I can't stand blood, and I don't know much about law. So, mm-hmm. But by me being raised in this hair salon, in her shop, I excelled in her profession, hairstyling. Okay. And I was always intrigued with fashions, and she would always laugh at me because I would take clothes and cut them up and <laughs> make them into something looking kind of funny and weird, but <laughs> it was still a, a, a dream of mine. So I went into the beauty business, as you had said. I went to mm-hmm. school as a young youngster, and mm-hmm. along with going to high school, and then from there uh, became mom because I didn't know about the world and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. get into becoming a teenage mom so young. But I, as you had said, I didn't want to be Another statistic is uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I really admired about you, um, because you determined and made up your mind you wanted to be successful even at a young age. One of, one of the other questions too was, you know, you became an entrepreneur at such a young age. My question is, how were you able to accomplish so much, being a young mom and raising a child? Well, first of all, mom was still alive, and mm-hmm. and she was. Always around. I mean, that baby was hers and mine too. You know. Okay. Okay. So, you know how they are. But at the same time, I was able to uh, enter into the industry when when the hairstyling had changed. When she was in the beauty business, it was more the the hot comb and a lot of mm-hmm. oils and stuff. Well, when I came out of beauty school, it was perms and hair blow blow drying and color and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so clients knew that I had that tr- that talent, so they just gravitated to me. So mm-hmm. I was able to open a salon and uh, uh, from hairstyling and wigs, wig salon. So it just took off. Uh, the word got around to a lot of the celebrities. I had done a lot of their hair as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. before you knew it, I was in, had a salon in Los Angeles on Crenshaw, the, the renowned mm-hmm. Crenshaw. Uh-huh. Santa Monica, and then San Francisco. So I was just moving. I just, I have no idea how I did it, to be honest with you. Well, you know, I asked <laughs> that I question uh, because in today's climate and environment, we have so many uh, mom entrepreneurs. And uh, mm-hmm. I was intrigued because I was a young mom and raised my mm-hmm. two children pretty much by my to find that balance between being a mom and an entrepreneur is a question I'm always asked. <laughs> yeah, at right. my age, well, I mean, it's like Dr. Well, Young, I mean, being the owner of the salon, I was able to bring the, my baby to the shop with me, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, of course, mom is always would be around as, as well. We, we, I grew up in the LeBurk Park area, so it wasn't that far where, you know, she would right. come around to the shop as well, but... It was it, it wasn't a problem. It wasn't a problem at all. But how I how I started Operation Confidence as as I wanted to share with you is that mm-hmm. in the middle of all of that going and doing hair and becoming this phenomenal entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, God had another plan for me. Mm-hmm. And what that have how it happened is that I had broke my foot playing ball. I had given given my baby a birthday party, mm-hmm. and I was playing ball. And jumped up to catch the ball and came down and turned my foot a certain way and broke it. Oh, well, wow. Yeah, and that was just devastating to me. I was literally whining, woe is me. So how was I going to handle all my obligations and at the same time navigate this crutch, these crutches and this cane and oh, go wow. from this salon to that, that salon and take care of my baby and da 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 Okay. <laughs> That's so I went into one of those depressions of woe is me, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. depressed, how am I going to do this? Well, mm-hmm. some kind of way I still hobbled, hobbled into one of the salons and 
you know, you're quite gorgeous, so you know how the beauty industry is. Women can care less <laughs> if you have a broken Thank foot. Thank you for that compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> they can care less if your foot is broken. They just want you to get the, make them beautiful. Everyone has a picture that they want to look like, you know. So there I was trying to deal with this. This, the, these clients when uh-huh. I tried to create, uh, make some tent in the back and mm-hmm. the tent bottle fell and splashed all over me while I'm trying to hold the crutches and the oh, navigate no. pain and, <laughs> and I started just boohooing. Some kind of way uh-huh. I got through that day and when I went home I'm still depressed and God came to me and said how dare you cry when there's people with permanent disabilities that are making a tremendous contribution in society. How dare you? Oh, wow. Wow. And that just turns my world around, you know? I literally, from that point on, I guess I walked out of that cr- out of that cast. <laughs> I was so <laughs> determined. <laughs> I went to the city council and asked I, if they would assist me on going into an environment where I could give back. And the only thing that I had to offer was the beauty industry. had no idea that I could offer that industry as a form of rehabilitation. And, you know, that, that is an intriguing <clears throat> question, too, because I know many people have asked you, how you we know now how you were inspired to mm-hmm. give back, but how did you integrate uh, people with disabilities and beauty and fashion. I, I'm intrigued by that. How, how did you come up with the idea of using that as a well, form about of rehabilitation? It. When, when, when a customer comes into the shop, mm-hmm. uh, at least a lot of my clients, they, they had different uh, goals in mind. They wanted to mm-hmm. have a, either had a, a gorgeous new look or they were suffering from some type of... Uh, devastating illness or and then this transformation either through hair extensions or hair color or whatever I provided for them totally turned them around I mean they were just elated Uh so uh for individual with a disability many of them had already been ostracized by family or by society and I was able to show them to look at the beauty industry as the pretty person in the wheelchair instead of the person in the wheelchair. Okay, okay. And it, That's wonderful. And it, it, it was just remarkable. And here I was, very flamboyant. I'm still flamboyant, but at that time I was way out there. Then it was <laughs> nothing for me to take <laughs> to take one of those wheelchairs and spray paint it red. Oh, is that what you did? I mean, because, yeah, I was trying to figure out, did you do haircuts and, and dress? I mean, yeah. did you change their dress? Did and you change I introduced the wheelchair, color, girl? you know, hairstyling and haircuts. And, and they just, it, it, just uh, it, it was unbelievable how that just totally turned those, those youngsters around. So anyway, I, I skipped over that. I started to do volunteer work at Whitney High School. Mm-hmm. At that time, the kids weren't, with disabilities, weren't, uh, uh, enrolled into regular public schools. They had a separate school, and Whitney was one of those right. schools. Right. Oh, and, wow. And uh, I started uh, going there every day with classes. And, and and just to give you one one example, was when I first, keep in mind, I've always been in the beauty industry, so I had never interacted with anyone with a disability before. Right. So this was my first time. So when I went to the school, I walked in and it looked, it was, everyone was in class, so it looked like a regular school. I said, oh, this is going to be fine. This is cool. I can handle this. As soon as I made maybe about three steps on into the, the, the corridor, the lobby of the school, the bell rung. And lo and behold, that was the changing of class, classes. Oh, and no. all of those kids were going from one class to the other. And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. That was the first time I had ever seen hundreds and hundreds of children with all types of disabilities. They oh, had children goodness. on crutches, on wheelchairs, burned, mm-hmm. amputees, blind. Then there were kids. Keep in mind, I'm a mother, and right. I wanted to I, grab all of them. Like, they didn't pay me any attention. They were just talking, oh, girl, he's so cute. Oh, this is gorgeous. Dude, I like your outfit. Your hair is cute. Where'd you get that lipstick? And I'm <laughs> over here about to have a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, what an impact I've never that been made in that environment. You, of course. You know? But what really was a change, changed my life is that after 
I'm holding on to the wall because I have, can't go any further because there were so many kids. I had to wait until they had literally gone to class. So I'm holding this wall to keep from sliding down to the floor. Oh, and wow. uh, all the kids had gone to class except for two. Mm-hmm. One kid was blind, and he was walking with his books on the, on the south side of the corridor mm-hmm. uh, with his cane clicking the wall. And another kid came the opposite direction in a manual wheelchair, but he literally needed a power wheelchair, but he was barely making it, barely going. So the little kid that was blind dropped his books, and the little boy in the manual chair, so when, excuse me, when the little kid dropped the books, he stooped down on the floor to try to find the books. Well, the kid oh. in the manual chair said, mm-hmm. Jimmy, don't worry about it, I'll be right there. So he finally got across, finally got to the kid. He says, I will be your eyes, you will be my legs, and we'll get to class on time. Don't make it. me... Don't make me cry. Don't, that, that was it. Ap- that I've been on ap- this mission ever since. If I get an ache, I just shake it and keep going, you know? That is and absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, was, uh, Consuela, I want to thank you for sharing that. I mean, it sort of almost brought me to tears. But we're going to take a quick break. So, listeners, stay tuned because we're going to come back with more with Consuela Mackey and how she founded Operation Confidence. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back with my guest today, Ms. Consuela Mackey, who has this compelling transformational story, how she successfully navigated her life to become the sex she is today. But more importantly, she founded Operation Confidence that we're talking about today to help disabled veterans and those who are also homeless. And so before break, Consuela, you were sharing with me your experiences in going to the school and where you met these a number of youngsters who were mm-hmm. disabled and the numbering right. of disabilities that they had. It's absolutely incredible how, um, you know, you almost moved me, really, I was almost in tears thinking of the the young man who's blind and the other young man who's in a wheelchair and the blind person loses his books on the floor and he says, I'll be your eyes and you'll be my legs. Oh my gosh, that was really something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that impacted my life, you know, I've. I have no pain anymore. If I do, I shake and keep going, you know? <laughs> yeah. So how did you pull all of this together, these ideas, and, and did you get funding? I mean, you're, you're founding uh, Operation Confidence in 1980. How did you come up even with the name Operation Confidence? Well, it was after I seen those kids, you know? It was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It, it was confidence, you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. it was that. And what I was able to do is to open it. They literally put it in the cosmetology. They had a newsletter that went around years ago. It was called the Cosmetology News out of Sacramento. And mm-hmm. they literally put in there, Consuela Mackey opened the beauty industry to people with disabilities. They call it the handicap in those days. Right. But, uh, it was it, it was extremely rewarding is because I was able to take my profession 
and be able to use it for people with disabilities. For an example, even with fashions, uh, those that had limited range of motion, I was able to put Velcro in the place of buttons and uh-huh. and uh-huh. use fabrics and show them fa- using fabrics that wouldn't give skin burns when you're sitting in a wheelchair for so many so many hours. Right. You know, right. things that one things that you wouldn't even think about. Or if a young girl is blind, she still wants uh-huh. to look cute. So I was I literally found how to put eyeliner and and eyebrow pencils in the freezer. And then they would be able to feel that cold on their face when they put their eyebrows on or their eyelashes on. It was amazing what these youngsters could do when you showed them how to do it. And giving them haircuts and and fashions, you know, and showing them that you don't have to have these dress. They had horrible clothes in those days for for individuals Mm -hmm. with disabilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. You had to buy them in the stores online, but I was able to bring some color that was important as well, color. And we put on fashion shows, fabulous fashion shows. You know, I've always liked fashion shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and they just loved it. We, our first one was at the school, Whitney High School. All the parents came, and it was a sold-out uh, audience, all, all of the relatives and some of the student body. But then the next one, ironically, was the International Year of the Disabled. And at that time, it was Mayor Bradley. He allowed us to have it at City Hall. I wow. have all of those that documents there, and it was amazing. We literally had NBC News, and everyone came out, and that really launched Operation Confidence. We took off from there. People were did, asking did, did us you have, who we were. Did, did you have funding? We I didn't mean to interrupt. Did you have funding, uh, people that came? Never had funding. Still don't. <laughs> we get a little bit of funding, but mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not that much. It's from donations and things like that, but not a real funding source. Uh, we had an event not long ago sponsored by Union Bank, and that was just amazing that we had that particular f- fundraiser. But as far as, you know, continuous funding, it's always been a challenge. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know what? I know that I'm doing the right thing. and I'm enjoying every moment of it, and I know that through the mission, it's making the world a better place, and funding is going to come. Well, it will come, and and I know that because you're doing such a positive uh, effort for people who really need that help. Now, Mm -hmm. when you first started out with children with disabilities, uh, how did you segue into uh, working with veterans? Um, and I'm going to well, ask a lot of other questions because I know uh, sure. you set up. One of, let me backtrack a moment and say, did, when you uh, started Operation Confidence, did you did you set this up as a 501c3? Yeah, it was a 501c3. Okay. It's been that for, since the beginning. And, okay. and it really uh-huh. launched off in, at Whitney High School. That was my home base. Okay. And okay. then from there is when I moved it after, after, ironically, when we were at Whitney, it was a couple of years later is when kids were uh, were uh, now being able to be enrolled in public school with disabilities, those that could, you know, uh, mm-hmm. become successful in the public school setting. So the program wasn't needed at the school anymore because the kids at, at Whitney, even today, are kids with, with severe autism. Wow. Okay. You, so you therefore, know, gosh, you know when we look back, though, when you me? look back, uh, Consuela, and you go back, because your organization founded in 1980 and it's now 2018. So you look at how mm-hmm. many years this organization has been around, Operation uh, mm-hmm. Confidence, and you quickly grew to do some other things. But when you look back, do you, do you feel that there has been a proliferation with kids with autism? Because back in 1980, as I recall, I was around during that, did we have the number of st- children and even adults with autism as we have now? You know, I, I can't say that for sure because mm-hmm. Operation Confidence is more focused on individuals with physical disabilities. Okay, okay. And I couldn't really talk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, professionally on autism. Okay, autism. that's good. That's good to know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. because Operation Confidence uh, really dealt with physical disabilities. Tell us, uh, mm-hmm. what were some of the, yeah. the early early challenges that you had 
with operating uh, operation confidence, and how did you overcome them? Well, you know, for some strange reason, it really wasn't much of a challenge, and I have I really can't explain why it wasn't. Um, I was always able to make things work, uh, and for an example, I had a home in in Los Angeles that uh, the, the kids from Whitney had became so so fond of Miss Mackey until during the summertime they would want to come over. Now, my little ones, I had another son by then, and they were still little. Uh, when they would come over during the summer, they would get out of their wheelchairs and, and you know, sit on the floor, look at TV, and my kids thought they were playing horsey. So they would <laughs> literally play with the children, and I never treated the youngsters uh, as though they were different. And I literally raised throughout my career 33 of those youngsters with disabilities. How I did it, don't even ask. We had a little, at that time, you could ride around in the pickup truck, so I would put them in the truck, and we would go to the shows. Or always had a dog. We would go to different places. <laughs> but I created a drill team, a wheelchair drill team. And oh this God. drill team took off along with the fashion models. And they were able to do precision drills. And literally Cal State Northridge uh, picked up the group and allowed us to come out and do our rehearsals at the school. And mm-hmm. the Kennedys heard about it, and they literally, I was able to beat Eunice Kennedy Shrivers, and she sent for the team to come to South Bend, Indiana, to be at the International Olympics at Notre Dame. And we have some history that you would not believe with Operation Confidence. That's great, uh, yeah. and I'm glad to have you share that, because I think a lot of people don't realize all the work that has been done with the drill team, and then you have the fashion models, and I wanted you to share that, because, you know, mm-hmm. these ideas came from your own creativity, and remarkably, a woman who raises 33 of these kids with disabilities. I mean, it's just so fascinating, um, Consuela, to have you talk about this. So, what mm-hmm. happened next? You got the drill team, you got the fashion models, you met at President Kennedy, you've met Eunice Shriver. Uh, what's next? <laughs> what right, happens next? Yeah, uh, it, it just went on and on. Well, they heard about us through uh, another organization called Partners of America. I mean, there's so much history till it, it would take up too much airtime. But Partners of America was a, is an organization that uh, goes into different countries to bring to create uh, wells for clean water and find out what some of the needs that that poor country is going through or the country if it's not poor the poor people of the country mm-hmm. and for some reason I was contacted to uh, Cal State Los Angeles University and asked to be on that committee and mm-hmm. they asked if our organization which they paid for would go to Buenos Aires Argentina to take wheelchairs and crutches to the poor children of that country. And I did. Oh, oh wonderful. And it was five kids, youngsters, not kids, young adults with disabilities that assisted me. We went around to the Goodwill. We went around to uh, other organizations and had wheelchairs and crutches donated. They were all piled in my backyard. And some of the parents from the neighborhood came over and we packaged them up and got a U-Haul truck. And I had became friends, friendly with the Argentine consulate here in Los Angeles, who was able to let us take it to the shipyard where they put it in a container and they mm-hmm. shipped it to Argentina. And I met the boat in Argentina when it was came off so it could be distributed to the poor mm-hmm. children. And that was another amazing journey that I can't even tell you about. I took a couple of kids with disabilities, not kids, they were youngsters, uh, young mm-hmm. adults with disabilities with me. And that was another adventure. I mean, we have a lot of history. So it it was just amazing how that all happened. Well, you know, uh, it's nice to have you share that on the show today. uh, All of the things that came out of a woman who broke her foot. Who (laughs) in her beauty parlor. And I know how <laughs> trying to play but ball how, how with her son's program? birthday party, and this 
ends up here she is now in Buenos Aires and yeah. she has met the president she has all yeah. of these interesting things that are happening to her all because of one woman you know and I only say that is because you took an opportunity and turned it into something to help people you know or I yeah. would say you took a misfortune which turned out to be an opportunity rather than using it as oh poor me as you said right, but right. you turned that into something beautiful now Consuela I also know that uh, because you had so many youngsters in your home and in Los Angeles and you had a small home I understand at that time that mm-hmm. you sparked the attention of extreme makeover so tell us a little bit about how that happened <laughs> i will well those kids i told you they never wanted to go home uh-huh. they would always come to my house and 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 if anyone has has a family member with a, in a wheelchair it could be quite damaging to the house i mean just getting into the doorways if it's not wheelchair uh, accessible or opening, it can rip off the the, the uh, door jams and mm-hmm. the doors and the walls are scraped and so. Which I didn't care. Well, I could. I've always had some kind of skill on patching it up. But those children, along with my kids at that time, wrote to the sh- wrote to home magician, and <laughs> they came out to my little house. I had moved to the valley by the then, and uh, they seen. My house, and one day, I, 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 let me just tell you this, there was always a lot of kids in my house, and we're out here in this neighborhood where it's always quiet, and I would always tell them to be quiet now, don't be loud, don't start screaming, and lo and behold, when Home Edition came, they came with this big blow horn, and I just knew that the kids had lost their mind, and <laughs> early in the morning, <laughs> they were outside with this noise going on, and lo and behold, I opened the door, and it so happened to be Ty Pennington and the, and the whole crew. And that's another time I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And those kids literally wrote a letter jointly to that show to tell them about how I had changed their lives along with my children. And also I had raised my sister's children, so they all jointly wrote a letter. And that's how it happened. Are, are you still and in that home today? Tube. I was curious hmm? about that. Say that again. Are you still in that home today? Yeah. Uh-huh. They took a little two-bedroom house and turned it into a five-bedroom, four-bath home. I'm still here. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I am I'm <laughs> but excited. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, when I think about the wonderful things you've done, Consuelo, you know, we need to be, you know, having a Consuelo Mackey Day. Um, oh, you're so sweet. Of celebration of all no, the things I'm, that you have done. <laughs> I'm just excited to know that I'm making a difference. That's all I want to do is know that I can be a part of making the world a better place. And to tell you a little bit about the veterans, real quick. Yeah, I, know I, I was going to ask you that question, uh, but uh, how you segued into working with the veterans. We are going to talk about that because you're doing a fundraiser and I want to have some time. We will talk about that. But how did you mm-hmm. uh, segue and what sparked you to start working with uh, veterans and veterans who are in wheelchairs and veterans who are homeless? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I had through the years, I have been on different committees uh, for the city uh, way back in the early 80s, I was on the Architectural Barriers uh, com- uh, Committee. That was before they uh, had actual uh, architects to come in, but I was thrilled to sit on that committee that's responsible for the curb cuts and ramps and, and stairways to be put into buildings. And it was an experience by itself because those people were always mad because we would make them tear down the staircases and rebuild them up again if it wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, from that, uh, from those different committees, uh, we were able to uh, create, from that, I was able to create a very active group of individuals that were all wheelchair users, but they were very uh, active in the community. Some of those same kids that I had uh, taught, and they stayed with me, grew up to be somewhat successful. Uh-huh. And we created a group called Operation Confidence Positive Redirection Team. Uh-huh. And that okay. team would go around to give presentations. For an example, 
if a, a company wanted to hire an individual with a disability, uh, we would go to that company and show them how to make that office or that, that workspace accessible so that person uh-huh. can work uh-huh. independently. Or we would um, go and give lectures at schools in an assembly setting where uh, kids wouldn't know how to interact with a student that came on campus with a disability, uh-huh. such as uh, disabled etiquette. Don't treat a person with, in a wheelchair. Say, for instance, if the wheelchair has the handles on the back of it, that means uh-huh. they need help. But if there's no handles, don't touch that chair because they want to go around independently. And don't call a person handicapped. It's always put the disability, the person first. You say a person with a disability, not a handicapped person or a handicapable right. person. Okay. So we would <laughs> teach all of that. So that positive redirection team uh, was asked to come to the uh, Union Rescue Mission, for which I sat on the advisory committee at that time. And we gave a presentation there entitled, Why Cry About No Shoes When Look at Me, My Feet Don't Work. And leaving out of there is when we ran into an encampment of veterans directly across the street. And, and how we knew they were veterans break. because they had still was wearing right. a piece of the uniform. They probably wore that uniform. And That's they right. proudly displayed that flag. It was all raggedy, but it may be hanging on that wheelchair, but they were proud of it. Well, we're going to take and a we went break, across and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what happened. When you crossed okay. that street, you saw those veterans. So sorry, we'll be right back, listeners. Stay tuned. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Have you always known that something different was possible for your life and in the world? What if you could create beyond your current reality? If your relationships, finances, business, health, and life could be anything, what would they be? Join Heather Nichols for an invitation to discover what is true for you in every area of your life and for conversations loaded with pragmatic tools for how to create it. Listen live every Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European time for Creating Beyond Reality on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back with Dr. Young and her guest, Miss Consuela Mackey, today. And this has been a very interesting show. And Consuela, mm-hmm. you saw veterans and you saw your heart. I just probably exploded when there you are at the Union Rescue Mission and you see these veterans. So what happens? Well, the, the group, which was consisted of about six wheelchair users and my went over to the to the group and uh, talked to the to the youngsters, not the youngsters, the soldiers, and we asked how did this happen, and they were able to say tell us the same story is that they went away to the military as uh, youngsters fighting for our country, came back and was caught mm-hmm. into the bureaucracy of not knowing how to fill out the paperwork. Family members had had uh, turned on them because they didn't know how to deal with a person with a disability. Same stories oh. is why I took care of all those thirty some kids. Is the family sometimes don't understand how to deal with that. Uh-huh. And so my heart went out where I said I have to do something. So I've been on this campaign. I'm wanting someone to donate us a house that could be distressed, where I can bring the community together, and together we would fix it up and move individuals with who are veterans uh, uh-huh. into uh, the house as far as giving them a stable, secure 
home where they have all the different resources and care to give, make them become uh, productive members of society again. So that's my goal. And that and is my a mission. great goal. I know you've become a very business, uh, very savvy businesswoman, and more importantly, a great fundraiser because you you've done a lot of uh, fundraising, uh, and you have a great ability to capture uh, the attention of people, Consuelo, because of the mission that you have. So I want to share just a little bit about and have you talk a little bit because I know you're hosting a fundraiser, fund uh, proud to be a veteran, which is a mm-hmm. three-day weekend cruise to Baja, Mexico aboard right. the Carnival on October 19th. Now, it's mm-hmm. already July 17th, and I believe there's still maybe time for people to maybe get on that cruise. So tell us a little bit about uh, this first annual fundraiser. If you talked about what you really want to do, but what is the actual purpose? What's the price? How can people sign up? Uh, how can they even sponsor a veteran to go on the cruise? So just share a little bit about right. that. Mm-hmm. Sure, real quick. I know the time is running out. Uh, no, we Operation got a little Thomas time. Hosting, <laughs> we uh, got a little time. We're hosting so go ahead. A, we do great. We're hosting this fundraiser uh, in an effort to raise awareness and funds for Operation Confidence Turning Point housing program. As mentioned, I'm, I'm desperately wanting that house. It could be on the outskirts of town with a little land around it so we can do therapeutic gardening and we can fix it up because at one point I was on the board of Habitat for Humanity so I can put on a roof and I know the community is going to come together and help us to paint it. I know you, Dr. Barber, is going to bring some nails and somebody else is going to bring some paint <laughs> and we're going to make it work. Okay. I can roll on some paint, yes. <laughs> there you go. And so this fundraiser, uh, because of uh, Plaza Travel, uh, an amazing um, travel agent. I was able to speak to Patty about my mission, and mm-hmm. she literally put together a package where we can have this fundraiser aboard the Carnival Cruise. And it's, as mentioned, it's on October the 19th. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're wanting everybody to come out. It's called Proud to Be a Veteran. We want veterans to enjoy themselves along with family members and friends. And uh, we have these packages. It's for uh, double occupancy. Uh, for actually, it's uh, three oh nine, but with tax and all that, it comes up to be four hundred and one dollars for inside cabins, and then for outside cabins, it's three thirty nine, and with with mm-hmm. tax is four forty six. That's also double occupancy, meaning two people to per per room. The mm-hmm. deadline for that. To sign up, I know this time is of the essence, but it's August the 1st. If you mention my name, I'm quite sure Patty will be able to give you some additional time. And that's uh, uh, over at um, Plaza Travel. And I'm sorry, I don't, in a few minutes, I, ha- I didn't I, have that. I do have the information uh, oh, for great. Patty at plazatravel.com. So if any of you want to sign up, go to that website. It's Patty, P A T T Y, at plazatravel.com and really, I, I really wanted you on the show to talk about this because you know what uh, I like the tagline to give back to our veterans who gave their lives to protect our freedom and uh, I think it. a lot of times uh, you know they have been pushed aside particularly the disabled veterans and I know for a fact my husband was a veteran from the Army and Air Force and, mm-hmm. um, you know, suffered ear loss because he worked with Strategic Air Command. And as a result of the planes and the noise, he was right. disabled with a hearing hearing loss, which many mm-hmm. people, you know, sort of minimized, you know, what's a, a hearing loss. Mm-hmm. But there are many veterans who had far more detrimental uh, disabilities. And also, you know, the thing is the mindset that we have not right. forgotten. We have not and will not forget our veterans. So I just want to encourage yeah. people to this first annual fundraiser that Consuela is giving. I think more people ought to really take advantage of it. And it's a three-day cruise. You know, that's kind of reasonable mm-hmm. for a three-day yeah. uh, cruise. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun, you know. We're going to really make it in honor our veterans that are coming on board, and we're really looking for sponsors because some of the vets can't afford it. So we do have sponsorship packages as well. 
uh, five veterans, uh, a corporation, a company, or individual can sponsor for 2200 That allows five veterans to go. Six veterans, $2,600 for six uh-huh. veterans to go. So, I mean, just think about it. And that would, we would market the company, put them on all of our material throughout the ship and on our uh, website and other uh, advertisements that's going out. So we really hope to have that uh, sponsorship as well, but we want everyone to come out and support us on Carnival Cruise, October the 19th. And I'll give my phone number. Well, we can do that at the end of the show. We can give your phone number so that people will remember. Okay? But, you know, one of the things, uh, Consuela, uh, we do have a little time to sort of get into Consuela the woman, uh, because I know that you're one of the hardest working women I know in the area. (laughs) But what do you do? What do you do for fun and relaxation? Well, I work out. I love going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love nature. I have some of the most phenomenal children in the world. Uh, we do a lot of family outings, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I do a lot of crocheting, fashion design. That's very therapeutic, by the way. Crocheting <laughs> and, just, and, des- yeah. and design, uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I belong to a lot of committees, you know, which are also doing things to give back to the community. So I, I have a pretty active life. Peaceful. Yes, Yes, you do. What do you, where do you think, you know, when you think about it, um, we know that God is in your life and he's directed your life. But where do you think all this creativity, you know, comes from? And when you look back, what would you say to that little six-year-old girl? Were you creative playing with dolls and doing their hair? Oh, what yeah, kind of things were yeah, you doing I as a was. child, you know, that really demonstrated how creative you were? Did you ever think that you'd be doing some of the things you're doing now? No, no way at all. Mm-mm. No, I didn't even, even as I became, you know, into the industry, I had no idea I would be doing the things that I'm doing now. God has a way of steering you in another direction. And you know what it does? It takes on its own heartbeat. It takes on its own momentum. Before you know anything, I'll be saying, is this you, Lord? Why am I here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm involved in something that I had no idea was coming. I mean, just miracles come when you least expect it. So I do know that Operation Commons has been a challenge, but it's been one of the most rewarding adventures that I've ever been in my life. I have such inner peace to know that I'm doing something to give back. Well, when one sees you in person, they realize that here's a woman who has accomplished much and has that inner peace. And I really, really want to thank you, you know, for being on the show today and, you know, showing that women... And not just, you know, and I'm not leaving out you men, please don't think I am, but for you, it's been a remarkable journey being a teenage mom, uh, working, following somewhat in your mom's footsteps, but realizing that an injury could have caused you to go in a different direction and become embittered and say Mm -hmm. not only to the creator, but why God, why me, and become embittered um, because of it. But the lesson you learned was to embrace it and to follow the dream that God had for you. So I I really, really, um, again, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today, being my guest. I can't thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) And you know, no one, I I hope they know the remarkable person that you are now. (laughs) You are literally amazing. If I can just follow in your footsteps, I would be okay. Well, Thank you for that. That I don't know why today I'm sort of emotional uh, because I think there's so much work to be done and there's so many hurting people in the world. And just yes, to meet are. someone who has love and generosity and the tireless effort to make a difference in the world. And that's what you do. So Thank listeners, so if some of your friends missed today's live show, remember they can download it later and the transformation for success empowerment or women's channels on voiceamerica.com. And so I want you to know that to be encouraged, there are many physically disabled people. We don't say handicapped. I've learned that today. Mm -hmm. And that if you want to be on this cruise, take advantage of it. And I'm going to give you the call letters to call. The website is Patty 
at plazatravel.com. And if you'd like to make a call to my guest, Miss Consuela Mackey, what is your number, Consuela? It's 818-282-4916. That's my repeat, cell. Repeat that again. 818-282-4916. Or they can All go right. to our website. Can okay. I, are you, you, can I give it? You can definitely give it. And you can give some okay, closing remarks, too. I'm going to allow you that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I'm gonna, okay. one 282 4916 And you know what I'd like for you to do? Consuela, I'd mm-hmm. like for you just in a few minutes to give a little message to someone out there who may be disabled. What would you say to them who has a physical disability? Just share your heart. Uh, yeah, just make sure that you just trust in God. Keep uh-huh. never give up. Uh-huh. Search for your what you can do, your ambition in life, and go for it. Just go for it, because be, believe it or not, miracles do happen when you believe. You just have to believe. I mean, truly believe, and then go for it, and never give up. And God takes on after that. You have no control over it. I have absolutely no control of what I'm doing. I'm just out here. But I'm enjoying every moment. <laughs> well, I want to know that you do have control, Consuela. Yes, you do, because we have a choice. One of the most beautiful things we have been given by our Creator is the power of choice. And you chose to make a difference. And you right. acted on it. So you out there can choose to be better and not bitter. And get go. on That's with your word. life. <laughs> get on with your life. And again, there I just want to thank you for listening to Transformation for Success. And next week, we'll have another guest who has an incredible transformational story that he's going to share, Mr. Heman Morales. So stay tuned. We'll be with you next week. This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off, Transformation for Success. And Consuela, I wish you God's blessings and continued good health and happiness. And we'll see you Thank you next so week. much, Doctor. Same to you. You are so welcome. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. Have an outstanding week.